So on Radical Strategies, that's the, the name of this podcast, the, the main focus for us is looking at the future. And each week we have a different uh, guest who is immersed in a particular field. We tend to be focused on design, creative, technology, mobility. But for the, the, the common theme through all these things is looking at the future and also trying to understand the present a little bit because these are rather extraordinary times, as I'm sure you'd agree. Hello, Ruben Wu. So um, why don't you... Yeah, if you give us an sure. introduction. Um, I am um, an artist working in photography. Uh, I'm also a music producer. Um, and uh, I, I currently live in Chicago, uh, but originally I'm from the UK. Um, I spent uh, 10 years touring with uh, the band that I co-founded, Lady Tron. And... Uh, uh, since then, I've been working in um, both photography and music and video, um, and it is my my full time profession. And can you just talk us through the the transition from um, your your timeline with Ladytron, and then that transition into uh, yeah. photography? Yes, yeah, so, arts photography. Um, starting from the very beginning, I w- I went to university and studied industrial design. Um, and, uh, I went on to, uh, work as an industrial designer for about two or three years. Um, and during that time, my hobby was music and, uh, the band was something that, that we did on the side. Um, and then it got to the point where, um, we got signed to an American label and we were asked to, to go, uh, and tour, uh, the U S and so. That, it was at that point where I decided I was going to have to make the leap and leave my job in design and do music full time. Um, and so that's, that's what I did for 10 years. Um, and uh, over uh, that period of 10 years, I picked up my camera and uh, started photography, just taking pictures of where I was, but it just became a lot more um, involved and uh it became uh, a, a kind of creative output as much as uh, music had become um and it got to the point where uh we all decided to take a break with the band um in 2011 and uh, i decided that you know all i wanted to do was to do photography um but at the time it was a hobby so um, from 2011 to about 2015, 16 was kind of like a, a weird limbo period where I was trying to figure out what, mm. what I was trying to do, how I was going to do it. And, uh, you know, it was obviously very difficult and, uh, you know, but, uh, now I eventually got to a point where I'm you know, most of my practice is kind of split between commercial work and, and uh, fine art uh, personal work. So that's it. So for today, I wanted to just scrub this premise of collaboration or collabs, as they seem to be called. And it's often used in reference to streetwear, but it seems to have expanded in recent years where 
you get two different groups together. You see that all the time where you have one brand and then an X and then an artist's name or another brand working together. Um, in the past, this, this would have been probably two Japanese streetwear labels. That's where it started 20 years ago. Um, but how, how would you describe collab or, or your understanding of it? My understanding is really the traditional meaning where you're basically working with others mm. um, on a single project. Yeah. Um, but obviously, you know, uh, you know, I, 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 I see it as, as the, you know, as the new meaning as well. Um, but, you know, I, I, a lot of my yeah. work is collaborative. Um, collaborative, you know, you know it can be collaborative behind the scenes as well as outwardly collaborative. Um, but it's something that, you know, there are, there are pros and cons to it. You know, it's something that I, I really enjoy, um, but it's um, something that um, you have to kind of um, figure out carefully what you're collaborating on for it to be effective. Do you, do you see that there's a few different ways that this this can be categorized? Because on one hand, you have, say, uh, a commercial photography, and you have clients hiring you in to, to do particular things. Um, and then on the other hand, you have yourself as an artist be coming to the table to have an exchange with other artists. But somewhere in there, there's also established brands that are looking to hire or collab. And I'm trying to understand the difference between those two things. Or is it a way just to try and get you to lower your rates? Um, how, how, would you, how would you describe that? I think the way that some brands collaborate with artists, uh, it's probably more to do with um kind of piggybacking off uh what they what they mean um mm -hmm. in you know in the whole cultural uh, ecosystem um because i think when you when you are a big brand that you know you you kind of lack that because you're so big so when uh mm -hmm. you're kind of leveraging the the you know the, you know the the value that an artist uh brings to a project and and combining those two um you know it's kind of less of a collab to be honest um it's more like an outward commission yeah you know i think that's cool i think it's great um because it, it mm -hmm. stops things from being boring and uh you know, I, I think it's I think it's really good to be able to have these kind of two uh, two worlds collide and to create something new. Um, and then there's you know, when I'm when I'm doing a a, a project for a client, um, I'm usually working with other creatives, you know, creative team, and the difference between a personal project. Mm -hmm. And a commercial project is that there is um, like a collective goal that all of us work to. And also, if I'm being commissioned to work on that 
project, then that goal is not mine. It's theirs. So I see my role yeah. in that as um, me uh, helping um, the team to get to where they want to take uh, their project. And they obviously see my work and they want some of me in that project. Can you talk us through um, an example of, of one of these projects? So one of them is, I suppose one good example is, um, you know, one of the, uh, one of the projects I did for Audi, um, where I was asked to do some interesting, uh, lighting for one of their cars. And so they'd obviously seen my, um, long exposure work um in the landscape uh, mm-hmm. but they wanted you know they had this idea of using this um this thing called a pixel stick uh which is uh it's a big long and thin matrix of of leds uh that you mm-hmm. wave around in front of a camera and it creates um uh, uh like a like a light painting and so they wanted me to do that on the car. Mm-hmm. And um, I began re- researching this and I kind of, I found that a lot of these images are quite, um, they didn't really seem to do it for me. They all seemed a little bit too kind of, a bit too whimsical. Um, and see their their concept mm-hmm. was to create this, the idea illusion of speed around the car but without having to um drive the car um so it'd be a stationary car uh but moving this light around it and Mm -hmm. so all of these um kind of almost like chaotic movements of the light that i've seen did not impart the idea of speed um so i i I started testing and uh you know with my own car and my driveway different um techniques of how to create the idea of speed and one of those was uh mm-hmm. i can't just wave the light around it's got to go like in one direction it's got to be like either in a straight line or a really simple curve and the car has to remain the center of t- attention you know if i'm doing all of these um mm-hmm. whimsical uh curves and loops around the car then people are just going to be looking at that rather than the car and so I, um, yeah. you know, this was my contribution to uh, their concept, um, and they really liked that idea. So I'm pretty pleased with that one, mm. uh, just because of of all the, um, you know, you're not normally able to be as ex- you know work and experiment in in those environments. Normally, it's pretty rigid. You have like you know, mm-hmm. you've got lighting setup. You just do the shot. Um, but with, with this shoot, I was able to really, um, experiment and play with different techniques and get to a point where it worked out really well. Pretty much all of the, all of the the jobs that I do, um, I'm hired to either Mm -hmm. just to make the, make the photos or make the video or make the music. And I'm free to share if I want, but there is, there is no kind of a uh, headline where I am part of, you know, that PR. 
Um, and I'm completely fine with mm-hmm. that um, because it means that I have more freedom. And I'm, I, I then suddenly, if I have a collab with Nike or something, it means that I can't do a collab with uh, with Adidas or something. So mm-hmm. I, I definitely yeah. prefer to do things um, uh, more behind the scene, scenes where I have that freedom. And mm-hmm. you know one, you know one of the relationships I have currently is um, I'm an ambassador for Phase One um, for a camera company, and um, you know I've. Con- and everyone I tell that to, everyone I tell that to, they're like, "Why?" I know I'm phase still like I'm, I'm still oh getting over it myself, but if <laughs> you know they're a camera that I can't normally um, afford. I don't think anyone can afford that camera. So, um, yeah, uh, you know, out of all the camera companies, I, I'm, I, I would, they're kind of like the, the 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 brand that I would most want to have that kind of outward relationship to. Because if I if I did mm. one with mm-hmm. another camera brand, then I'd be pretty much stuck um, using that equipment. Um, and so, you know, with, with this particular collab or, or relationship, um, it really, you know, works works in my favor. And I definitely get get a lot out of it myself, um, which I think is is, you know, it's an important thing to consider when you're uh, when you're thinking about these relationships. From what I can see, and I, I'm investigating this through these conversations what i'm taking in is that there's no set or rules to this there's the the streetwear world where this um traditional term of collab comes from it used to be called double label triple label where you get different brands coming together to do things um and that is almost a set set thing um and it from what I can see, it's bled over into some other spaces, but certainly um, different groups coming together to work on outputs is is nothing new and and has not been under this term of collab. Think about uh, with your the previous world that you were in uh, with Ladytron, and you would have remixes done. You know, you'd be working with different remixers, or you would be asked to remix. That's kind of a collab, right? And and the the name of the remixer goes on. But it would never right. have been called that at the time. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I think you're right. I mean, um, traditionally, when I did remixes in the past, um, there was no angle where it would be. You know, you'd see, you know, this this official idea of a collab. It would just be, you know, Ladytron mm. remix or Ruben Wu remix. Um, uh, I, yeah. I guess you know this. I guess it's really kind of come into the fore um, with social media and how that has kind of grown as as its own space where you you become um, uh, when it's a lot easier to become these you know public figures, um, and so. Mm-hmm. You know, I think these days it's it's definitely seen as a collab, whereas beforehand it's the same thing, but you just don't, you know, it wasn't ever called that. 
one thing that we ask all the guests is to give a final thought, their radical strategy of the day. Do you have any, any, any a final insight for us? I think with any collaboration, um, you really need to know exactly uh, who you are and what you do. And uh, uh, mm-hmm. I don't think you can do any kind of meaningful or effective collaboration um, without having already excelled yourself in in, a, in your own thing. Um, if you're still trying to figure those things out, then um, you know there's a chance that you're not going to have a very effective collaboration. I, I think it's really important to have, um, you know a very defined idea of what you do, who you are, and who you're collaborating with and what those differences are and how those two can combine to create a hybrid, which is totally new and um, amazing. Um, so it, I think it's, it's important to make sure, um, for me anyway, to uh, figure out what my vision is and, and uh, what my work is before I can work with others. Looking at your timeline, had did you establish your style and a following start to develop before these further commissions uh, started uh, coming kind in? Of... Essentially, what you've said here is that you, you should have your vision down, your focus, then you have to demonstrate that and advance along with your pathway to some degree and, and have yeah. a reputation built. Yeah, and then well, I guess follow. I had two kind of two uh, milestones in my career. Uh, when it comes to photography, the first one was me um, uh, me just uh, just being a photographer and me traveling and me going to these places and me being uh, experimental and making these pictures wherever I go. And then the 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 second milestone would be mm. uh, me um, discovering this idea of using artificial light um in natural landscapes and um you know either using drones or other stuff um uh, this idea of of um creating mm. this this weird reality uh, in front of the camera um without having to resort to things like photoshop to create you know uh, like uh, fake fake things um and so mm. uh you know once i had started that personal project uh it started to get more and more traction and i've always been one to make sure that i share things um in the right way and uh, uh it, things really you know the recognition came in and uh, kind of gradually and um People, you know, people still um, approach me and and uh, with these ideas, like, can you do this with with this? So I think for me, it was like this was my um, my way of doing something which was, you know, completely different from everything else out there. Um, and as I continued to do it, it was I, I needed to make have a, a coherent body of work before I shared that. 
that was really、mm. important. You know, I wasn't just going to go up there, and make one picture, share it, and say this is my new thing. You know, I, I needed to create、mm. a whole story of work,、uh, a whole series of work, and and figure out what、uh, my intentions are behind it, what the concept are, is, and it's it's not like. It's、mm-hmm. never been about the techniques that I used. It's always been about the message, and、uh, so I've always I've always kind of maintained that, you know, when I share the work, so that、mm. um, there is this higher level of meaning rather than just trying to create an effect using techniques and gear.、Mm. You know,、um, Arlson、uh, gave a talk here at, at Ray Service、um, in 2019 of、uh, the strategies that he's employed with with acronym、uh, over the years, and、uh, one of the strategies was win first. I think it was win first, then fight. But the the premise of of、uh, the you know the the 10,000 hours of becoming expert level. With the the work, the craft, the vision, understanding who one is, everything, and doing that in private. So when it comes time to get under the spotlight or to execute, you figured everything out, and、uh, it sounds like that's、yeah. exactly what you did. You really worked on on the vision. You developed it. You shot it, and then、uh, and then you presented the work. I was very aware of.、Work. Um, how social media affects、um, people and artists, and、uh, there's always this urge to just do something and then share it. You know, this is a test or something, and it's like,、mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to do that. I want to do this.、Yeah. Is my work. This is it, and、um, mm-hmm. and so there was very much、um, this idea of. You know, creating everything and kind of mastering the technique first,、um, creating the story,、um, and then having this this fully fledged body of work, which can be presented. You know, I'm a visual artist rather than a photographer because a photographer、mm-hmm. speaks to the the machine, the tool that you use. And, Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And for me, the the there happen it just there there just happens to be a camera in the mix here. It's a, just a, a capture, capture device. device. So, but what but, you're doing、yeah. really yeah. is、um, just capturing an experience and capturing a a a, a reality that you're creating, like in a moment of time. Well, thank you、uh, very much for your time.、Um, Yeah, pretty interesting to talk to different people who have are involved with different parts of this world. The streetwear people have a completely different、uh, view,、um, and then yourself being in the the fine arts world and、um, and commercial photography, the the viewpoint is very different. When we just look at this this label collab,、um, so very enlightening for me as I try and understand yeah what is going on here. I, I guess with me, it's、um, like with,、yeah. with me having. Uh, quite a large following on Instagram now. I'm becoming more and more aware of that、mm-hmm. side of things. When people people want to do more 
yeah. visible collabs with me. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm totally open mm-hmm. to those things. Um, but, uh, you know, the core of my work has always been working in the background. When when uh, Errolson and I approached you for the Sky Any Color project, we, we certainly had that in mind to to want to directly interface with you, but then see if we could put you together with a couple other people and have a back and forth of some kind, which from what I can see worked out reasonably well. You were working both with uh, Monica Bielskite and um, and then Danny Bresanuti. And in both in all cases, there was yeah back and forth. Happened. I mean, I, I that's one of the the collaborations that worked out like really, really well. And Monica and I have wanted to to collaborate mm-hmm. for for quite a few years anyway. So this is a great opportunity to actually make it really happen. And uh, you know it was mm-hmm. it was it it worked out really well, you know, um you know, using her poem as a a framework uh, for my visuals and, and making sure that uh, the story w- was um, kind of supported by the visuals rather than the visuals trying to kind of be the hero. Um, you know, I think with mm. um, with the, the with the audio being what it is, it was important for me to make sure that the visuals were synchronized in uh, specific ways to make sure that the whole thing had this this mm. uh, really tight but uh, subtle um, uh, relationship between the two elements. And, and Daniel also did uh, a response, maybe more subtle, but he he took the structure yeah. that you'd created, the visuals, and then you you took uh, some elements that he composed, and he also had a, a response. Yep. To that as well, um, where he reconfigured and and had um, using the visual as the the master, and then that that bounced around a little bit. And then we also had Nicholas Kadima, um, who was quite instrumental to the whole um, acronym Republic of Gamers and Skyny Color Project, um, do a, a layer yeah. of motion graphics as well that he kind of dropped in the mix, and then you integrated that. So at the time, we were trying to keep things very flat, right, between the different people um, and have it be quite open. That was one of the premises of the whole thing. Yeah. Thank you. Beautiful piece in the end. It worked out really well. I I like it when when we are able to go in and and tweak things um, without having to, you know, have it kind of work in a linear way you know rather than it being linear we were mm-hmm. able to um kind of tailor one element to the other and then and then tailor the other back to the original and and make all these different um adjustments um as as we're you know creating it you know we're not kind of following one i mean the 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 main thing was the poem and and that was the the story and everything was kind of um, hanging off that, um, but it was great to be able to um, have everything be able to be uh, tweaked and adjusted uh, right until the the very uh, final point. 
as if the piece yeah. was grown versus, versus it being a linear process from one medium to another medium to another. Um, well, thank you very much uh, for your time, uh, Ruben. Uh, always a pleasure to talk to you. And um, I think I need to consider a new hairstyle too. I mean, looking at your uh, thing. And, uh, I think I could pull it off. I'll what do you think? totally pull it off. I, ha I had to hack into my hair yesterday because it was getting, yeah. getting really, really, really bad. So I just got the clippers out. So <laughs> got to do it. <laughs> ah, fantastic. Never mind me. I, I like talking about hairstyles. I seem to bring them up in every, every interview. I don't, I don't know why. Anyway. Thanks, Rod. Great to talk to you. And um, great. Yeah, All right. we'll, we'll be in touch soon.